you know, there are hundreds of frustrated Canadians adding their signature to a petition which is going around. It actually closes this afternoon. It's calling on the Liberal government to take a phased-in approach and give priority to qualified sponsors who've made repeated applications to bring parents and grandparents here to Canada. This morning, Matt and Sapri on The Morning Show had Brad Falk on the show. He is a Cambridge, Ontario software engineer, and he and his wife spent tons of money and time preparing in the required forms of documentation to get her mother and father to emigrate from Belgium. And here's what they have to think of this new policy. So a lottery system on its own is just it's not adequate. Um, um, I mean, putting aside the issue that they just you know switched it out at the end of last year without giving the uh, people who had been working hard to get ready for the 2017 uh, um, application date. Um, if we if we stuck with the lottery system, it means that if you say you had a grandparents uh, abroad that you'd like to bring to Canada, there was no real um, there's never really any type of uh, assurance that it will ever be um, possible for you to do that now. Yeah, you're thinking lottery. What lottery? Well, this was the new um, move that the government did last year. They moved from first come, first serve to one where potential applicants are randomly selected by a draw. It seems ludicrous. We're joined now by Michelle Rempel, who's a conservative immigration critic. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thanks for having me. You know, this is uh, interesting because now this this lottery used to be a first come, first serve situation. Uh, This is simply... 95,000 people now en masse applying to win one of those uh, $10,000 spot chances to apply for citizenship. It doesn't even mean their their parents are getting in, right? That's right. It's a significant departure from how the system's been managed in the past. And I think what's happened is that the, the Liberals have increased the intake numbers in a lot of different streams. And... You know, it, through either humanitarian streams like the refugee initiative or even this stream itself, the parents-grandparents stream, and they haven't really thought about how, the pro- how that would affect processing times across the system. So what they've done to sort of stem the flow or the backlog is to put this lottery system in place. And, and frankly, I, you know, the story that you read before I agree with, it's not fair. And uh, I think that there are a lot of people, this isn't really a partisan issue right now. A lot of people are just saying, like, look, this is really bad management uh, and it needs to be changed. You know, you're talking about how they probably put this into place to uh, correct a backlog. But since a candidate's eligibility isn't determined until after the lottery, ineligible candidates will you know, still be chosen if they win one of these lottery spots. Then they'll be asked to uh, submit full applications. So why is that better? They, they might make it to round two, but maybe they're not even getting in because they're not qualified. That's absolutely right. And then the other component of that is that we don't really know who is being selected, right? That point's been made is we haven't seen any metrics come out of the government that shows any any sort of data on how this is actually working, and that's even more concerning. So, you know, in the past, uh, you know, when we were in power, we, we actually said, look, um, we need to stop the number of applications coming in through the stream right now because we want to be honest with people around the world and in Canada mm-hmm. that we need to um, make sure that the process is working and it's working in such a way that there's a there's a number of people that we can process in a certain given year. Let's just be honest about that. And I think what's happened is the government has said, we're going to double those numbers of spaces, uh, but they haven't really thought about the management of that decision. And what's ended up happening is a system that's less fair 
and where we're seeing actually less success than there was before. And I think that's where the disappointment is coming from. So under the new system, you uh, could have been uh, applying in the past for maybe even working on this, you know, for over 10 years to try and get your parents or your grandparents into Canada. And you haven't been lucky enough to uh, be chosen in uh, that first come, first serve basis. And then you go up against people in the lottery system and someone who's been here for far less many years as you, uh, will be able to bring their parents in or at least apply to bring their parents in. Oh, that's right. I mean, I don't think anyone would look at a lottery system and apply the term fair to it. Mm -hmm. And the government's been really silent on a lot of the points that you've been making in terms of justifying why they went to this decision. And I think it's because there's not a lot of things that you can push back with and say, this is a better system. So, you know, this is where we're looking for data. We're looking for the government to be very open and transparent with who is being selected. And, uh, you know, because I think this is this is not the right way. And it was a very short-sighted decision to deal with um, a short-sighted promise during the campaign. What was What was the motivation? Is it just to keep your promise? Well, I I think that they knew that they couldn't manage and actually fulfill the promise. Like, it's one thing to sort of make up a number and say, oh, we're going to increase the number of spots under the stream by, we're going to double, triple, quadruple it. But then you actually have to implement that, Mm -hmm. right? And there's a finite number of resources in the immigration department for processing applications, right? And earlier this year, we saw a lot of those resources being directed to the Syrian Refugee Initiative. We knew that we know that resources were allocated from different streams to get that done. So, you know, they, the, I think the real challenge is the Liberals have made promises in, in increased numbers in a variety of different streams, but they haven't really thought about the process on ensuring, you know, because there's a lot of work to ensure the integrity of our immigration system. There's a lot of screening that's required. Sure, and that's why if they win a lottery spot, maybe they make it through round one, but round two, maybe yeah. you're not getting in. So now you've just wasted a spot you know, that someone else could have had. It, it's literally like pa- patching a leak in a pipe with a piece of duct tape, right? Like, it's like, oh my gosh, there's a big problem here. It's probably going to be more systemic, but how can we ride this through? And, uh, you know, it's just not going to work in the long term. And, uh, you know, what, what you're hearing sort of across from across party lines is that there needs to be a better uh, a better system and a lot more thought. Like, I really feel badly for the, you know, public servants within the immigration department right now, because they've kind of gone through a lot of change with a lot of without a lot of thought to their management processes in the last year. And, you know, I, I and I feel for the people who are trying to apply to this and just going like, why am I even bothering? Like, I don't know if this is going to be successful or not. So I don't think that that sends a positive message to Canadians who are trying to use the system or to people who are trying to enter Canada, because it's kind of like, well, it's luck of the draw now. That's that's luck of the draw is not in a lot of good management uh, practice textbooks for, I think, a very good reason. Yeah. Could we now, couldn't we just go back to first come first serve system and then rather than starting again each period, we just keep the applications on file. And then if you don't make the cut this year, you're still in line for next year. And then you avoid the chaos because you're not, you're not disbanding the line every year because that solves nothing. It just replaces a long orderly application form with chaos. Well, we, we actually, our parliamentary committee, we went through a very long study on this issue earlier in the year, and there were a lot of good recommendations that were put forward that the um, liberal members of the committee, they have a majority, didn't accept. 
I think that part of the problem, just to reiterate, is that the government has really, you know, they've made promises to a lot of people in terms of numbers or volume, but they haven't followed that through with a lot of thought on what that means in terms of processing. And But you know, it, with my, with what I've just laid out there, that would be... Uh the it's way to possible. fix it, would it not? I, but I, it's possible, but it, it really, like, I mean, the government needs to have a mandate on how to ma- manage some of this stuff. And, you know, to me, we were honest with Canadians and saying, look, we're going to, we're going to cap this and, you know, re-trigger it every year. Because sometimes you have people who withdraw their applications or whatnot. So, you know, it's a bit more complicated than just what you're laying out. Okay. But, um, I mean, I think we're in agreement, and I think there's a lot of people who are in agreement that, the lottery isn't the way to solve the problem. The lottery is not the way to solve yeah. it. And I think what you're bringing up is, you know, we're talking about what you're bringing up is, is is a management solution that's much more practical. It's just how, like, is that the best solution? How do we implement it? What's it going to cost? And it really is an opportunity cost calculation. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, I'm going to double the amount of people coming through there and not have a trade-off in terms of processing times or wait times or you know, the other answer is, well, we can make the process a lot more, a lot less vigorous, which I completely oppose. Right. So, you know, I, this is just, it's, it's a giant mess and it's, it's only going to get worse. And there's been a lot of people who have raised this as an issue over the last six months. Well, Michelle, I appreciate you joining us on the show to talk about it today. Take care. Thanks. So you live in Canada. Your parents live elsewhere. You want to get them into Canada. How do you do that? Well, lucky number seven. You're in, at least to apply. That's the way the uh, Liberals have set it up now. The government moved from a first-come, first-served process uh, where potential applicants um, are now randomly selected by a draw. And uh, just 95,000 people applied for the chance at one of 10,000 spots to apply for sponsorship for their parents. And to me, that seems ludicrous. I mean... These are people's parents. It's their family. It's their lives. I want to know if you, how hard of a time you had getting your parents or grandparents into Canada. There, you know, we ha- heard from Brad Falk, who is uh, from uh, Cambridge, Ontario, software engineer, who I imagine going through high school absolutely hated his last name for various reasons. <laughs> the obvious. Anyhow, um, he and his wife spent a lot of time and money preparing the required forms and documentation to apply for her mother and father to emigrate from Belgium. And then all of a sudden the government did um, an about face and said, no, you know what? Uh, It's all luck of the draw now Mm -hmm. to see if you're getting in. And that to me, it just doesn't seem fair. Well, what they were trying to do is they say they were making it more fair because now uh, previously you'd be able to hire a courier to make sure that, you know, you got your papers in first. And so people who had means would be able to uh, get to the front of the line. And I'm going to sound heartless here, but I think people with means should get to the front of the line, especially because we're talking about bringing seniors over here yeah. who are going to need, it takes a lot of money to k- keep someone who's not working uh, alive. Yeah, and you have to have the means to support these people. You know, you need money regardless. So you, you it, it's important that when we bring people over, we all also have a, a way to support them. I think there are a lot of people that are critical of the uh government's immigration policies because, you know, we get people over here and then we say, well, after about a year, you're on your own. Work it out. I mean, it's it's not that easy. It's not that easy. But when you, you know, have a, a soft place to land with your family and now, uh, you know, they've changed this first come, first serve system rather than just starting again each period, why don't you just keep the applications on file? That way, if you didn't make the cut this year, 
then you're at the a little higher up in the line for next year. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you might have to keep the file up to date, maybe submit some additional information before the next cut. But rather than folding up shop, sending people packing each time, we can avoid chaos, I think, by uh, forming a line. Hey, Victor in Hamilton, welcome to the show. All right. Yeah, I, you know, I totally agree with you. Um, that's, I mean, I'm no politician, so I'm really not that smart, you know, but your idea makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. Um, what the Liberals throwing, are throwing out there kind of sounds like the fix is in somehow. I don't know. Lotteries, they can be uh, slippery slopes. Yeah, you know, you, you form a line and you keep it moving. And so maybe you don't get through this year, but you're waiting for a little bit longer. But it's better than scrambling each time only to miss out on the cut. Oh, my God, that would just make so much sense, right? So we possibly cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, you're saying it makes too much sense, so that's just not going to work in government? There you go. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Victor. Thanks for tuning in. You know that the quota system has been criticized because it it treats parents and grandparents as second-class citizens, some people say. But, you know, that's why this system is in place, because these are people who likely wouldn't be accepted on their own merits. Mm -hmm. And I know the NDP uh, solution is they're saying, why don't we just get rid of, just open up the floodgates and uh, allow anyone who wants to bring in Limitless. Limitless. You know, if you can, if you can present the paperwork and uh, sponsor them, then bring them on over. I think that would create more problems than it would solve. Oh, yeah. Talk about chaos. That would be incredible. Because remember, these people that win the lottery, they then might not get to the second cut because you have to go through the the, uh, submissions process. And if you don't have the means to keep these people here, you might not be chosen. There's a criteria that you actually have to meet in order to bring your parents and sponsor your grandparents and bring them into Canada. That doesn't mean we should limit applications in this category or at least take the limit off uh, uh, applications in the category. I I think we need to have limits. But why not, you know, keep the first come, first serve, and then you just trickle down the line. Eventually, it'll hopefully get to you. It's better than chance. Hey, Dave, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, Yesterday, we discussed the overflow of the hospitals. Um, Clearly, it's going to be mostly seniors, I would assume, because as you get older, you get sicker. When you're bringing people over that are older, potentially sicker, you're taxing the system. And um, there was an argument I heard on another show that, well, the children of these parents are paying into the tax system, they're paying in for health care and so on and so forth. Yes, for themselves. All these programs that are social programs are paid for basically from the moment you start working right up until you get older. And by that time, you've paid into the system enough so that when you do get sicker and are more needy, that you've already paid into the system. So that argument fails. So I see this as a look, nobody wants to say, hey, you can't be with your family. But when you move from another country and uh, you want a more prosperous, better life for yourself, you can't necessarily have the entire package, I'm sorry to say. Well, that's, you know... My one issue with that logic, and sorry to interrupt you, no, Kelly, is that there is, you know, yeah, you're paying taxes for your own health care and, and whatnot, and not for everyone that you decide to bring over, but a lot of people who have elderly parents overseas are sending money to those countries. So that's money that's being taken out of the Canadian economy and put into the economy of a country that... We probably don't want our cash going into anyway, and we necessarily, I can only count on one hand maybe the amount of countries that I would want to spend all that money in anyway. So I think family reunification is a good thing. This lottery system isn't. Hey, Bill, your thoughts on it? Yeah, I I agree with Victor uh, in this thing in the sense that, you know, it's sort of ludicrous going to a lottery system uh, 
uh, first come, first serve means that everybody knows where they stand. Mm-hmm. Okay, it puts a positive on on the actual immigration, and that um, when you go to a lottery system, it, it, it's a it's a crapshoot, really. It, it's like uh, going to the putting a buck on the uh, six forty nine. You know, what are your odds of actually winning? And each time you do it you're spending more of your emotions trying to hope that you get in. It, it's uh, it's hard on the families. It's hard on uh, everybody uh, concerned in that. But when they have it with uh, first come, first serve, then you stand in line and sure, you may not get in this time, but you know that you're, you know, four yeah. or five or a hundred down the line. You know exactly sure. where you stand and you can, you can save up for that. And it gives you hope. It, it, you, you get your hopes up. You, the, the immigrants coming in get their hopes up that you know there's, there's going to be relief for them. They're going to get into uh, in the Canada, into the country of their dreams, and uh, this is it. Uh, I, I don't know where they get these ideas. To tell you the truth, uh, I have to wonder about the common sense in government anymore. Well, I, it seems like it, it seems like a ploy to get votes to me. I mean, hey, we're willing to accept everyone. We give everyone a fair shot, but that's not really fair. By the way, this, you know, the NDP said we should take the limits off. I don't agree with that uh, because I think this category specifically bypasses regular vetting to accommodate families. And I think you cannot do that indefinitely without uh, undermining the entire system. I think you have to have limits in place.